0: Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the... On this episode, we review IDW's Transformers No. 42, the penultimate comic in their ongoing series. We look at Nick Roche's frequently asked questions for his upcoming Last Bot Standing comic miniseries. And we go back to the beginning to look at the original ads for the G1 Marvel comic 38 years ago. Today is Friday, May 13th, 2022, and this is episode 285 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that knows the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Oh, I just got it. Let's talk Transformers. (laughs) All right. As always, we'll start off the episode by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out. We really appreciate it, and you help us keep this show going. One of the perks of being a Donatrion is that you get access to our early uncut version episodes of our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. So uh, this week we had Empire of Rust episode 75 and episode 76 is not available on the free feed for two more weeks. But this week uh, cuz coming Monday, May 16th, you will get access to Empire of Rust episode 76, The Spark Awakens. And so this is the bonus long uncut version with all the outtakes left in, so please enjoy that. If you are a Donatron, if you're not a Donatron, you just gotta wait another week till it comes out on the free feed. But hey, you could sign up and get it now. Also, for uh, on the free feed this week is the third part of the Transmissions Empire of Rust crossover that we put out last fall. Uh, so this is available to all of our uh, on the free feed for all of our listeners. Uh, so uh, you know. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, you can listen to it now. And that uh, episode three is called Through the Monty Glass. uh, And that's available at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. Also on May 16th. So let's uh, jump right in with some comics news. And uh, just uh, one little tidbit of comics news is that we've got uh, the... Transformers Last Bot Standing I believe that it, that either came out this week or or is coming out next week I think it's very coming out very yeah. soon but uh Nick Roche the author of this um uh, of this mini has put together a frequently asked questions on his Twitter feed so uh if you were curious about Last Bot Standing he answers uh some questions about it uh yeah we we've talked a little bit about last spot standing already. Um, he gets you know it's it's it, it, I like it. he says it's uh, it's imagine old man Logan Hulk the end or Dark Knight Returns as a steampunk western starring the last ever Transformer which I think is a, a nice short and sweet uh, description.
1: I have read none of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe parts of Dark Knight Returns, but. <laughs>
0: Well, uh Daryl can help you out. Daryl can get you up to yeah. speed. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know I know I know at least two or the three of those.
0: <laughs> uh I also like it. one what, of what the question is which continuity? Answer now, and he says all of them or none. It's so far flung it could ultimately be utterly speculative speculative, but squint and it bolts onto your Transformers canon as the chronological last adventure. So that's also a good uh <laughs> uh good take. Uh, also, uh, he likes uh, um, he another question. He has, actually, I don't even like Transformers. And to the, his answer to that is, I promise you, if you have classic knowledge, a basic knowledge of Transformers, Autobots versus Decepticons, Robots in Disguise, Endless War, or if you only ever dipped your toe in, Last Bot Standing tells a complete tale of survival, guilt, hope, robots, and cowgirls. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, and he, he mentioned the release date in the next one.
0: Oh yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Uh May 11th, so it should already be out then. So when this podcast goes yep. up May 13th, so uh should already be available to everyone looking for last spot standing. So everyone tell us how it is. <laughs> Also, uh, the one uh, one last one I just wanted to point out. He says <laughs> on one of his facts, it says, uh, I don't like your drawings, though. <laughs> and he says, All right, Mom, back off. I draw covers <laughs> and some short flashback sequences. Otherwise, it's all OG IDWTF Goat EJ Sue on hyperkinetic art duties and Irish superstar colorist Rebecca Nalty matching the elegiac uh, tone of the tale throughout. So. I like uh, Nick Roche is uh, he's awesome as both a writer and an artist, but he's took a step back and let EJ Sue do the art duties on this one, which is cool. And, mm-hmm. and I like, I like OG IDWTF goat greatest of all time. Yeah. If you didn't know what goats stand for. So nice.
1: And, and obviously Nick still has his thesaurus right next to his keyboard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. And we will, I'm sure we will have a review of last spot standing, uh, coming very soon in the next few weeks or so. Uh but for right now, let's get into the comic we are reviewing this week. Did you you mention the the, uh, the exclusive cover, right? Oh, no, I did not mention the exclusive cover. Uh oh yeah, the exclusive variant cover that I believe it, that is that Alex Milne?
2: No, no, that's a uh this is a um a fan uh that I've been kind of following on Twitter for a while and I don't know the real name. And I'm just trying to find their, uh, their Twitter handle right now. Um, there, uh, marble underscore V is their Twitter handle and, uh, I'll post it in there and you can see, cause they've been posting some of their old stuff recently too. So there it is there and, uh, absolute insane art, uh, from them. And, uh, yeah. So, um, they, th- I first saw their, their work when they posted a picture of, uh, devastator tearing into autobot city from that scene from the, the 86 movie and uh i was like holy shit this person could draw right and um and a lot of their stuff has got this this real visceral uh, feel to it and uh and then i saw this um this this uh cover that they put out and i thought i, I didn't know who it was because the image is so tiny and uh then 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 david marriott replied that it was this, uh, Marble underscore V, which I still don't know their real name. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get a, we'll get an actual name. Um, uh, but this looks fantastic. And they, you know, this person has posted on their Twitter feed, a, uh, a much larger image of the, uh, of the cover without any, uh, without any words or, or, or titles on it. So you get to see a, a lot closer. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks fantastic. So, um, I'm yeah, quite interested in picking this it. up. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you got to it uh, half a second <laughs> before I did. There you go.
0: And um, DJ Ronan ta- posted the de- Devastator image that you just yeah. mentioned. So. Yeah, that cool.
2: Autobot City one is just insane. I, I would love to just buy that and on a like a print of that. Looks amazing.
1: It looks like the online exclusives from IDW are limited to a thousand copies of each right. item.
2: Yeah. So this looks really good.
0: Yeah, this and yeah, it, it it did like I only when I saw the the tiny image on the like the TFW story didn't mention who the artist was, so it did I it did look like Alex Millen to me, but uh, mm. yeah, it's uh, it that's a really cool image.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and the one I did I forgot to mention also that last spot standing is thirty pages. Each issue is thirty pages, not the standard twenty pages. So uh, they are mm-hmm. they they the comics are an extra dollar, but. Uh, or an, I think it, no, I guess an extra two dollars, or no extra comics are three ninety nine or $4.99. Fi- yeah, right? they're I five
2: ninety nine a piece. These
0: are so yeah, so two it's dollars, an extra two dollars, yeah, but it's ten extra pages per issue. So totally cool. worth it. Yeah, yep. All right, now let's jump into our comic review, and we are reviewing Transformers number forty two, the penultimate issue of the ongoing transformers continuity so good word transformers will good fucking word <laughs> yes <laughs> so trans transformers will be ending with with issue 43 uh but uh yeah we we've got the things are are ramping up in this issue of course issue 42 is uh the ultimate answer to everything, uh, if you have read your Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, so it's it's kind of surprising that they didn't they didn't. If you're if you're not going to end on a round number, you should try to end on forty two. But you know they didn't make it. So <laughs> forty two is a round number. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool, and uh, we're gonna get into this issue. So Transformers number forty two, radical time. Written by Brian Ruckley, art by Andrew Lee Griffith, colors by David Garcia Cruz, Letters by Jake M. Wood, editor David Marriott, Assistant Editor Riley Farmer, Supervising Editor Tom Waltz. We've got three covers. Uh, cover A is uh shows just a, a tableau of Autobots and Decepticons with Cybertron in the center all you know circling around it. Uh, you've got Megatron and Giaxis and Stryker. You've got Road Rage, Optimus Prime, and Hound. Uh, then, and that is art by Blackie Shepard with colors by Josh Bertram. Cover B is a Nova Star. Uh, she's got you know, it looks like she's she's really gearing up for battle. She's got a, a cool action pose there, and that's by Evan Gaunt. And then. The Retailer Incentive cover is uh, Optimus Prime, Ultra Magnus, and Bumblebee facing off against the Rust Worms, and that is art by Nicole Gow. So, Daryl, which uh, cover would you pick here?
2: Well, uh, I know that I bought cover A, um, and uh, I'm not seeing it. I should have probably, I mean, I, I like, I think I made a quick judgment call on cover B, and I thought, you know what, I know. Didn't really like it from a, a, a distance, so I picked cover cover A. And seeing it more closely here, I I probably like cover B more. Um, and uh, I I don't know what the hell's going on in cover in the RI cover. That uh, that's some Tom Skully kind of crap there. Um, but <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna go with cover B because it's just it's rendered a lot more cleanly and it just it looks it looks cooler. It's like some 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 dark you know, uh blade runner kind of looking stuff there. Uh yeah, I like that one. Looks cool. Nice. Okay, Jeremy, which cover are you picking?
1: I, I see Daryl's point on cover B. It it's probably my second favorite cover this week, but I I'm gonna actually try to get this RI cover. I, I really I like the fun of it. You know, I, I like this cartoony style here and there and it's just I there it just kind of hits me where I I'm like yeah, this one's a great image.
0: All right, and uh, I'm actually going to agree with Daryl. I really like Cover B. Uh, I like this this. It, it, it just looks like makes Nova Star look super cool. She's got a cool action pose here. Uh, I agree with the Blade Runner uh, aesthetic that Daryl mentioned, and uh, I, I just I just think it looks really cool. I'm still a little. Uh, I am I'm still getting used to calling her Nova Star. She's she's all she'll always be Firestar to me. She's been Firestar for 35 years. <laughs> Why did she have to become Nova Star? I like I like Firestar, but whatever. Still. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the story. Optimus Prime oversees the Autobot Exodus from Crystal City as they make the long journey to meet with all the other Cybertronian refugees at Dark Mount. They travel through the ruins of the Light Garden. Prime resolves not to let Cybertron be destroyed by all the threats facing it, nor will he let Megatron remake Cybertron in his image. Prime asks Magnus if there are any updates from Pyramagna at the Sonic Canyons, where she fights against Exarchon, or from star who was working with the scientists at Darkmount to eliminate the Insecticlone and Rustworm threats. Magnus has not had any communications with either team. Speaking of Darkmount, Termagax, Wheeljack, Perceptor, and Highbrow go over their desperate plan to stop both the Insecticlones and Rustworms. Blaster and Glyph are making a data packet virus to infect the Insecticlones, while Hound and his team are working to capture a fully functional Insecticlone intact. Glyph and Tapout share a quiet goodbye as Tapout joins Hound's team while Glyph stays behind with Blaster. Some distance away in a barren wasteland... NovaStars team gets into position. Since SureShot is fighting Exarchon in the Sonic Canyons, Javelin fills in as the team's sniper. She proves her worth by taking out a bombshell insecticlone before it can expose their position. Meanwhile, Smokescreen uses his smokescreen to hide from the insecticlone swarm and scout out the insecticons' headquarters in the body of a dead titan. Back at the Autobot convoy, Optimus Prime leads the weary Autobots as they trudge on toward Darkmount. Suddenly, the ground erupts in huge explosions a short distance from their position, but right in their path. Prime tries to contact Stryka, thinking this must be a Decepticon action, despite the recently agreed-to truce. But he doesn't get Stryka. Giaxis responds and tells Prime there's nothing to worry about. The Decepticons are engaging a swarm of Insecticlones that are in the area. So there's no need to worry, but the Autobots will need to change their course of direction. Prime is suspicious, with good reason. He expected Megatron to break the truce, but Stryka was an honorable general. Her absence might indicate that she was given an order she refused to follow. g has no such integrity. The Autobots are being boxed in. There's a large dust cloud to one side of their group, while the Decepticons claim Insecticlones are blocking their way forward. But Prime's suspicions are true. The Decepticons are not firing at threatening Insecticlones. They're just creating a barrier to force the Autobots into the waiting maws of the Rustworms hiding in that dust cloud. Optimus Prime prepares to give Ironhide orders, but he suddenly freezes up and stops responding to anyone. Internally, Optimus Prime is having a Matrix vision. Inside the Matrix, his old mentor Codexa tells him, Cybertron is all but doomed. Cybertron is one living AllSpark, and the Matrix is an echo of that AllSpark. All Cybertronians are connected to it, and Cybertron is in pain and dying. Cybertronians feel fear for the end of their world. But Optimus Prime is not afraid, and that is why the Matrix chose him. He is a bot who still has hope and will inspire hope in others. In other places, the Autobot teams are ready. Smokescreen returns to Novastar to give his report. Hound, Road Rage, and Tapout are ready to catch an Insecticlone and Ironhide tells Chromia to find a path away from the approaching dust cloud while Optimus Prime is still incapacitated. Chromia leads a team to find a path for the Autobots, but they run smack into a horde of Decepticon Seekers, and it's clear the truce is is broken. The Seekers are there to stop the Autobots from finding an escape route. They are blocking the way, refusing to let the Autobots pass. Meanwhile, Novastar's team gets ready to assault the Insecticon's base. Some of them may not survive, but this mission is top priority finally Optimus Prime recovers from his matrix vision and sees the Autobots are trapped. The Decepticons are blocking their way out and the rust worms are coming. To be continued, or should I say to be concluded, the last issue of Transformers. So uh yeah, I mean this this feels definitely feels like we're cutting things short here. I mean, this is this is the reality of IDW's license, you know, time with the Transformers license ending, so storylines are getting cut short. And yeah, this definitely feels like what we're we're almost to the end now. This this doesn't feel like we're getting that close to the end. It feels like we're you know we're still a ways off. But I guess there's going to be a big double double issue next issue, and that'll tie things up. And then I guess we'll we will get that special to wrap things wrap everything up. But uh, you know, I thought. Uh, this was this was basically juggling a lot of threads pulling everything together here not a whole lot of action more of like a you know calm before the storm situation uh and uh, you know it's it's tying things together uh andrew's art was uh, it seems it it seems a little bit different from what he usually does it, it, it i felt like his art style has changed just a tiny bit uh but i did what i did like about uh, andrew is that he made he definitely kind of shrunk optimus's chest you know we, we've we been complaining about optimus still being in that galaxy cybertron body and it being not really a good fit for for this series but andrew has been he he did a lot of work here to to make it look a little a little less boxy galaxy and a more more g1 optimus so i appreciate that um all the other characters, I think, are really well rendered. Uh, you know, they they're they're all got, they've got pretty good uh, poses and everything, uh, and the colors are really nice too. The colors are, are very vibrant here in this issue, uh, and you know we we've captured lots of different scenes here and lots of different characters. So the colorist did, did a good job. There's David Garcia Cruz, as usual, doing a great job. So uh, Daryl, uh, what did you think of this issue? This this definitely felt like a a you know, set up holding pattern issue for me. So I imagine this, this was not too exciting for you.
2: Well, uh, yeah, you're, you're right there. I was, uh, I was kind of looking forward to this issue because of the action and, and everything that's been building up here. I thought, okay, well, we know that it's ending on 43 and, uh, it's going to be action until the end because it's just, you know, that's the way it is. It's war and, you know, they got some kind of, you know, tentative truce, but it's not a it's not a big enough truce because uh, you know they've still got a big bad out there, and there's all kinds of crazy crap going on still. So you know what, what are they gonna do? But here we are, the second to last book, and it's a a a, a, a like an info dump. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what? Why are we? Why are we not? You know killing each other why isn't something action actually happening where's you know where's the threefold spark you know where's uh you know where's all these other bad guys that are you know we haven't seen i don't know why well the the three to be fair the threefold spark is in
0: his own miniseries <laughs> the wars end mini series so i guess
2: but this is all <laughs> it's all here it's in the end i guess but you know we've we didn't even see the uh the titan we, we got a mention of her that she's off to, uh, to get fixed, I guess at dark Mount. Um, mm-hmm. we saw, we saw Sky leave, you know, I just, yep. I was expect I was, I was coming into this one thinking, okay, here, we're going to have some action. We're going to have some fun. And it, it was not, it was not fun. It was no action. Um, so yeah, I was, I was pretty disappointed. The, the, the best part about this book for me was Andrew's art. I was really happy to see Andrew back on the book. And, uh, you know, yeah, I noticed some differences in his art too, but I I was just I was happy to see some really you know top tier art, um you know back on on, on the Transformers book, and uh, he he just he puts a lot of detail into uh, into every page, and uh, and and that's some of the st- some kind of stuff that I think uh, I've been missing in in the Transformers comics for a while. Um, I liked mm-hmm. seeing Smokescreen using his ability, and uh, yeah, I... You know, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I guess you know, the rust worms are going to be the 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 ending that uh, we're all kind of expecting to to see here. But uh, I don't know. I I I was really kind of disappointed with the the way that this book went because I was expecting maybe my hopes got got uh, got raised up with the way that the last two had gone. But uh, yeah, I should have known better. It's been 40, 40 issues of uh, of of. Waiting for something to happen and being let down. So let's uh, let's bring on forty three and, and 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 end this thing.
0: All right, <laughs> Jeremy what it what were your thoughts on this issue?
1: I overall enjoyed it. Um, I, I do agree that it could have had more action, uh, but I mean, even the next issue isn't really the end because we're getting that standalone issue to wrap everything up. So I feel like that's probably going to be where a lot of the action is or maybe the next one and then no action in the last, but I don't know. But I mean, I, I do think that this could have had a little bit more. Um, the art was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I do also uh, think it was a little bit different, but it might also be from Andrew trying to kind of make it look like the, you know, more consistent with the um, the previous issues. But one thing I'm surprised Daryl didn't point out is the Autobot logo on Optimus's shoulders.
2: I saw it. I saw it during the the my reading.
1: It, a very clear stamp, and mm-hmm. it just it stands out like a sore thumb. But I mean, I think primarily because he has that kind of indentation in the shoulders, and the logo just kind of just goes right on top of all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it should at least shrink it down so it fits in. I'm so that, proud that of that you, was, Jeremy.
2: I'm so proud of you. You've 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 come over to the dark side.
1: <laughs> it's, when it's obvious like that i mean it's, yeah once you pointed it out to me it's just something I, I see um one question i had was uh is that an aerial bot in jihaxas's group like we're in the panel where they're firing it looks like like the jet on on top is an aerial bot and then later on where you see them transformed it it clearly looks like one of the aerial bots hmm I mean I know they um, haven't really been introduced so it could oh, be Oh, I see
2: it. I see what you're talking about. Um I don't think so. I'd have to find it.
0: Yeah, that that does I I think that the red, the red aerial bot is that Fireflight, I right. think. Um yeah, that that does look very similar. Um I don't know.
2: I'm going to I'm going to assume it's it's somebody else, but
1: I mean uh, it, could, it could be they haven't been introduced yet, so who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be, but um I was looking in the wiki and the wiki has just a question mark for one of the Decepticons. I don't know if they were also wondering who it was. Hmm. But anyway, I mean, my bar for this series right now is so low. It just, there wasn't really anything overly wrong with the book. The art was good. The coloring was good. The story was kind of flat. But I I did enjoy the Optimus parts where he went, like where the, I guess, Cybertron was communing with him. I thought that was really interesting and I, I want to see what comes out of that. So, I mean, it, it wasn't the worst that we've had in the, but, you know, it's just fairly middle of the road and you know, that's about all I can say about it, I think.
0: All right. Then I guess that will do it for this review of Transformers number 42. And we will move on to Transformers Media News.
2: Uh. All right, in media news this week, uh, Hasbro has uh, published their uh, Transformers franchise statement for uh, the year of 2021. So, um, Jeremy, did you read this? I have not read this.
1: I, I did. I figured you were going to throw it to me, so I <laughs> was trying to be ready. Good man. So uh, they they mentioned that they have that five-year agreement with Paramount Pictures that started November 2017. Rise of the Beast falls under that deal because of the original 2022 release date. So, I mean, I guess, you know, the five years is up, but this is still in there and the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie, which is also coming through Paramount is under a separate deal. Um, They also were talking about their, the strategy that they used recently for my little pony, um, which had a, a film on Netflix that, it says a fuel to greater than a hundred percent growth in toy and twin game, uh, sales. They're going to be doing the same thing with transformers starting in 2022. So that's obviously going to play in with earth spark. And, um, I'm guessing with the BotBots bots figures coming out next year, um, it's going to play in with it as well. And then rise of the beast next summer. So they, they, they um, it seems like they have a media formula that worked for my little pony. And I guess just like they did back in the eighties, they're going to try to replicate it with their other franchises. Uh, they did also say that the franchise brands overall revenues increased 22% over from 2022 over 20 or 2021 over 2020. And, um, the transformers had higher net revenues supported by, um, the War for Cybertron, Netflix, like the final chapter of that. So, I mean, I think it's good signs that they're they're doing some media stuff that's working. And for everyone that complained about the Netflix show, it, it sold product. And that's really all that Hasbro cares about, I'm sure. Um, I just wish that the BotBot Bot figures, like all a lot of the new BotBot Bot figures that they announced hasn't come out yet. And that seems like a miss to me. That should have come out with the Netflix show. But mm-hmm. I think things are... Doing pretty good. So uh, looking forward to seeing what this new roadmap they're going to do in the fall is going to be. And we still don't have a date for Earthspark. Still just fall 2022. (laughs) Wild.
2: All right. Uh, And then uh, lastly, for uh, TV streaming news, uh, we've got that uh, the Transformers uh, franchise has uh, turned 38 years old officially. The Marvel comic, uh, which was the first thing to get released. Uh, the first issue, uh, it uh, it appeared on shelves. Um, what was it? Uh, was it May? 8th? May eighth? May eighth. Yeah. So May eighth, um, and then uh, and so that is the uh, the anniversary. And then uh, to celebrate that, uh, we've got some uh, some advertising storyboards uh, that uh, that were released uh, recently. So these are for television commercials that advertise the comic um so you can take a look at those um they are dated november the 11th 83 um and uh there's some really interesting stuff in here the logo that they've got for transformers is nowhere near what it ended up um and uh, i don't like it <laughs> it's nice yeah uh, um but uh yeah you can see some of the basic stories in there and some transforming you can see one of the seeker jets in transforming and sitting in in one of the panels in a Gerwalk mode, uh, which is uh, <laughs> you never saw that in the the, the show. Um, yeah, F- just funny to kind of look through these. These are very very quick sketches. Um, but yeah, I, I I remember seeing the uh, the tra- the the commercial for the Transformers comic. Um, but I believe it was much. It was it was maybe a YouTube clip or something after the fact. It may not have been YouTube, but on a, like a VHS or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's um, it's neat seeing all these old storyboards. Do you remember, Charles? You you, you would have been married by the time the the, the comics <laughs> started coming out. What, what do you remember? Do you remember seeing the the commercial on TV?
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I was eight years old in 1984. <laughs> I was not an old man. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't, I don't really remember this particular commercial. I, you know, I, I've seen, I think I've seen it on YouTube or, or, you know, and since then, but I don't remember seeing this on TV. I don't remember the Marvel, like advertising for the Marvel comic, uh, being that prominent for me. I was still, I was still not into comic books at that point. So I did not, the comic books did not grab me the first thing. The first thing that grabbed me was the cartoon that came out in the fall. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, cool. Jeremy, what about you? Do you, does this ring any bells for you?
1: I did not have any recollection of seeing the advertisement for the car for the comic mm-hmm. until you know it was on YouTube. Uh, the I don't know if I was even aware of the comic until much later because I just I was all in on the toys and the cartoon. Yeah, and I don't if they played the this advertisement during the cartoon i just have no recollection of it so hmm.
2: all right well that's going to do it for media news this week um charles back to you all right and just to to follow up on our
0: uh our comic review we were looking at that uh that red uh jet bot and uh, daryl had, had found it and put it in the chat and and i think it he's correct that it was windsweeper was the decepticon trigger con mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's and, okay. in the, what i think it is yeah
0: yeah. And in the in the um in the TF wiki entry for the comic, it lists Windsweeper as the character appearing there next to Red Wing. So uh, I believe you're correct okay. there, Daryl.
1: Woohoo. It's just a Look red a red and white plane just says a robot to me. Mm.
2: Well it's this one's a Decepticon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jeremy, I think
0: you were you were you were right to be confused there because yeah, when, if you look at the figure for Windsweeper, he does look like Fireflight, just a slightly different shade of red. Uh, if you uh, look at the um, look at the toy, and I've, and it looks like the they did a Combiner Wars version of Windsweeper that is just a repaint of the Fireflight figure. Mm-hmm.
2: So that might that be way. adding to more to the confusion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. That that probably was. was used for the model i'm getting Mm
0: -hmm. yep it was a it was a part of the the transformers figure subscription service for uh through the the collectors club
1: Mm -hmm. i probably have it
0: (laughs) 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 oh and it's it's skydive not fireflight it was skydive was the the red the red uh air oh no that he's he's the he's white and gray but i guess that was the one that they repainted
1: this goes back to kind of what we we're talking about on the toy show this week with all the repaints. I mean Hasbro, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Fire, Fireflight is the red and white aerial bot, but uh he is uh I guess for Combiner Wars they were all they were all the all the Combiner Wars jets were kind of one single mold that just got re redecoed for each for each individual aerial bot. Yeah. Okay, I think we've stretched it out long enough. <laughs> let's let's finish up the show with
1: convention news all right uh just one thing here uh tfcon chicago 2022 tickets are on sale so go to tfcon.com slash tickets uh note tfcon.com not ca ca is the toronto show um and it goes from $110 one hundred and ten dollars for the premium weekend pass, down to fifty-five for the standard, and then on down for single day. Uh, kids between five and twelve are five dollars each. No charge for kids under five. So uh, just head over there. Uh, it's looking to be an exciting show, uh, and looking forward to it myself. So that is all we got for convention news.
0: Okay, and that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, at the end of the show, we give a shout-out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the show at our highest level. And that's why we give you a shout-out in every episode. So thank you so much to John4x11good and Demontech82. And thanks, everyone, for listening to Transmissions Alt Mode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Later